Hey guys, welcome to Internet Ads. I'm Caitlin um, and today we're going to be making you feel more informed, confident and entertained. We bring you insights on the digital marketing world and media industry as it intersects with technology. Everything you hear today will be detailed on our website, internetads.org. All references can be downloaded and you can use that to impress your friends or your colleagues. Today I've got Chris with me. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Caitlin. Yeah, so this, today's the start of our five-part series on um, the streaming wars. So what we want to try and do is make sure that you guys leave with a clear understanding of, you know, the, the traditional video consumption that existed through broadcast and what's happened now that we have a whole stack of digital video streaming services around the world. So across that series, we want to cover, you know, the local battlegrounds in each market around the world, not just focus on the U.S., but also how then the content is produced um, and consumed around the world. And then the differences within that across monetization, you know, whether or not it's like pure advertising play or if it's a subscription model or some sort of other variant. Lastly, focusing then on live sport and news, I think it would be really interesting to see what's playing out in that world because it is quite different than a traditional like streaming video on demand kind of experience. And lastly, um, the fun part, which is all about the predictions. So after all this, you know, what does the future bring over the next five to 10 years? I think like, I don't know, sitting here, we've done a bit of research, Caitlin, is there anything that kind of stood out to you from <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god there's so much we've done a lot of research for you guys i mean streaming services around the world particularly in versus western and like australia they're so different in each country don't you think and i think what got us thinking was if we were to release our own streaming service tomorrow we had a billion dollars to invest and we were going to release our own platform Good. yeah i do how would we yeah i've got a million dollars you've got a million dollars so together we've got two million dollars okay so we need another 998 million <laughs> yeah. and we need some investors so if you're listening please help us what would be our strategy to launch this that's a really big question it's a big question, and hopefully when we go through each country and what they're kind of doing, oh, yeah, yeah. we can come out with the answer. All right, I see, I see, I see what direction you want to take it. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think, well, the reason what got me excited about it is obviously we've, I think most people understand kind of what's happening in the, you know, the US. Obviously, that's kind of the inception of how this all started, given that most of the content is produced out there. Do you think the US kind of monopolizes well, the whole industry or well no, I think they just hold a lot of power given that they own the content yeah. like you don't have a streaming service unless you have something to stream <laughs> and you see kind of how innovative Netflix was in the early days well they still are but they were the first mover yeah and they kind of set the scene and then the tone and they were the example that everyone was trying to chase and so you know if you look at Netflix's numbers I read it was around 160 million subscribers is it yeah yeah, 160 million subscribers overall around the globe. So they, I think they're in like 190 markets as well. Yeah. No, actually, no, I don't know if it was 190, but it was every country except three. <laughs> and I think one of those countries were like Iran or something scary. It was so. Syria. <laughs> it was Syria. It's like they had to abide by the US yeah. like government saying like no US companies doing business here. So it's like Syria. And then I feel like it was, was China in that? 
I feel like China was not included. China's not included. Yeah. No. They've got their own thing going on, which we'll dive into yeah. later. But it was really interesting because I thought, from my perspective, Amazon would be the leader, but it's clearly not. You mean leader by users? Leader by users, leader by streaming, I, leader by revenue. Well, we don't have... It's nothing. It's hard to understand a bit without experiencing it. Like, I've got an Amazon like button on my control for my TV. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's very integrated. I keep pressing it by mistake and I was like, hey, log in and pay. You're like, oh, no. But yeah, I, I did subscribe a while back and obviously like anyone that gets an Amazon Prime subscription, which encompasses like the postage, like free posting yeah. or you know, part of that club that's like more deals and stuff. They yeah. get that bundled now. Yeah. That. Yes. And you signed up, didn't you? Yeah. I'm opted in accidentally once I, I think I bought like a book or something and I was like, yep, 30 day free shipping. And then I didn't undo, uh, yep. you know, and they got me that way. So now I've got Prime. The content on there is quite good. Yeah, they got the original series. It looks like when you're actually, and we'll talk about this in other episodes, but when you're actually in the platform, it looks more grand or like global than a Netflix or a, really? or a Hulu or a Hey You. Maybe it's because they just simply don't have local content or something. Yeah, and like, like oh. I felt like I was stepping into another country in the platform watching TV. Wow, that's good because mm. you can't go anywhere in ISO. <laughs> no. So with COVID, you just go to the Amazon player and feel like you've just had a ticket over to London or something. <laughs> oh that's pretty cool. God. We digress, but yeah, so US? Is yeah, so US, answer? obviously you got... Oh, US, so like my answer of like where we were going to launch up. Wait, what's our, what's our platform called that we're going to... <laughs> Internet ads, obviously. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay, so if we're launching, the US is obviously massively saturated. However, it's Western, and I'm assuming that we're not too good at creating international content. So we have to focus more on Western first. But let's, let's move that aside. I thought but Home and Away was pretty good. What's Home and Away for our <laughs> listeners? Home and Away is like a soap opera that has been going on for about... 25 years too long and it has a few local celebs in sydney sometimes we bump into it sam frost oh that's where Kyle, isn't that where kylie minogue came from yeah no kylie minogue came from neighbors oh. um, margot robbie came from neighbors so we've got some international Hemsworth stars coming from, coming from our local content so anyway, don't doesn't matter don't okay, say so these type of doesn't things. matter we've got to talk about <laughs> the landscape of, of streaming yeah. so um disney plus You've then got like obviously Netflix, Amazon Prime, Amazon Hulu. Prime Video, um, Hulu, which I think is part of Disney now. Uh, da, 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 there's like Peacock. So every, there's obviously every kind of media conglomerate that has any video content is built their own streaming service. Yeah. So pretty saturated. Obviously, if you capture a very small part of the market, then it's still going to be huge because there is a lot of people obviously in the US. I guess from there, you know, you then look, okay, well, what other kind of Western countries could I go into? Because you'd assume that, well, you don't assume that you know that you, Hollywood content gets pretty readily dispersed across Western countries. You know, so Europe, obviously AUNZ, so Australia, New Zealand, you know, also North America, so Canada as well, pitted to Mexico. But, well, like, in, in but I guess that's because what we, that's what we would know. Like, if you go into China, we don't know what, we don't know what they're producing. So their whole strategy would be completely different. Ah, oh, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, so they don't care about Hollywood. So, let's say Western Australia stitched up. Let's try, sorry, Western, Western civilization. WA is fucked. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> like, Europe, I think you're back on Europe, it's like, it's pretty diverse. Yeah. UK has, like, people pay there. They literally pay $15 a month, almost, 
to watch BBC. Okay. Like by tax. Right. So they get taxed that. So if you turn on the TV and you watch BBC, you've like stolen it unless you paid for this license. Like every household has a license. I did not know that. It's crazy. Um, you do get a discount though if you have a black and white TV. Okay. Yeah. Great. So apparently there's some people out there that still have that and still watch BBC. I am going to store that knowledge away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're in line. But obviously Netflix is huge over there. I know Germany has a quite a big streaming service called Join, J-O-Y-N. Oh, love that. Yeah. And it seems that, you know, if you look at the different markets in Europe and particularly like Western Europe, but I mean, it probably makes sense every market that it's either going to be a, a local broadcasting provider or studio paired up with maybe a US-based studio yeah. to invest in so they get more license, like more content in there or a, a, a telecommunications company have invested in a, in, a, in a local kind of streaming service. Yeah. So that's what Join is. So if I want to, if I'm going to launch a, a, a video service, so I'm going to focus on the Western world first and foremost because that's what I know. Um, so we just did Germany. It was also a good one. There's... They've got Join, which is actually quite hugely popular. And if you look at kind of, I guess, you want to go where the population is. is that yeah. That's kind of what we, we've established. And Russia, obviously, is in a humongous, humongous Humongous. Humongous. <laughs> humongous <laughs> Russian <country>. around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about Russia. Neither. I've never been. We'd love to. Here's St. Petersburg. It's beautiful. So Russia, they've already got like, there always seems to be like a Netflix type Yeah, they always have like, even if you, I actually don't know this because I've never been, but I would think like, you know, when you go to the supermarket and you go and pick out like a milk brand that you know, they'll always have like their off brand weird version of it. Oh, yeah. Kind of like this. So yeah. it'd be like Netflix, but it'd be like Netflix or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always do that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I'm talking like. Well, the snack. Russian Netflix <laughs> is called Evie or Ivy. It's IVI. Okay, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's hovering around 16 million users per month. And there is rumors that that's gonna, they're going to IPO on the NASDAQ, which is the US stock exchange at some point in the next, like later back in this year or, or next year. That is a lot of people. It's a lot. But then when you look at the grand scheme of things, is that, okay, so EV has 16 million users a month. And. It doesn't sound like much, but I think that it's a, obviously a kind of rapidly growing market at the moment. It's still, it's still very much like there's a few, a few players in there. So right behind Evie or IVI, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and I'm going to butcher a lot of these names because they're very Russian. Can you try and say it in a Russian okay. accent? Oh, cool. Well, that is not a Russian accent. It has to be like... Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Oko has a 24% market share. we got Migogo. Huge. I feel like you can't really Russianize accent that. I feel like that's quite... A, straightforward Yeah, one. straightforward, yeah. So that's got 12%. you got Amidika, 8%. Okay. And the last one is... So I, I've never heard of any of those streaming services. So they Have must you been be... in Russia? No. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Have you been to Russia? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I'd love to go. As I said, St. Petersburg, it's where, it's where it's at. But yeah, it's early days there. So the, the, the online video streaming market is growing, obviously, massively across the globe. But in Russia, it's growing at about a 50% um, year-on-year rate. So get this. It's worth 17 billion rubles. 
Shit, that is a lot of dollars. Rubles. Well, how much? A lot of rubles. How much? That's 230 million USD. Jeez. And so that should grow to about, I think next year, maybe 330 they're predicting. And just to give some perspective, Netflix, Netflix's kind of global global revenue for last yeah. year was 21 billion. So it, it sounds like quite a small fraction, but you've got to remember obviously how big Russia is in terms of its population, most of which is concentrated to the West, who I'd imagine be a bit more, you know, well-connected on the internet and things like that. So we'll see how that kind of grows out. But I guess that's the Western world done. So we've yeah. got like, we've got IA, we've, we're launching, we're hot in the heels of Netflix. We've got a killer app where yeah. we've got the cash. Watch out. Yeah, we put our own next line with our own millions of dollars, but we've also got some big dogs to back us up. Where do we go? Okay, so if we're going by a population... Next, Which I think is a solid strategy. Population, yeah. yeah. Population. Well, next stop, you'd think, would be China, right? Well, yeah. Huge population. Massive. Massive. But streaming-wise, very different to what we're used to. You'd think Netflix or Amazon would be the top players, just like everywhere else. Everywhere else, sorry. But they're not. China has its own, like, Alibaba, who's monopolized the kind of streaming world there so they've got things that i've never heard of like 10 cent video which is huge over there 89 million paying subscribers oh like there's a lot yeah you know and then next to that i found it quite hard like when i was trying to look at sorry to cut you off i found it quite hard to find like audience numbers yeah or user numbers or subscribers yeah. and things like that out of chinese companies we've done a lot of research for you guys <laughs> we're deep in the dark web well yeah now that we <laughs> now that we say it we're like we didn't find anything yeah exactly and then next to that the kind of um tencent's rival is iqui it's like i-q-i-y-i um iqui oh cool is that- so we don't have the paying subscribers numbers maybe they have a different model but they have over 5.5 billion hours of content streamed each month. So that's a lot of oh, each content month. each month. Wow. Yeah. So if you're looking at that from a scale perspective, don't you think IA's app would launch best in China? 100%. Because like, What's the roadblock there? <laughs> There's a few. <laughs> what? Tell me. Um, well, Netflix isn't in China. Okay. So they're in like, as we said before, there's, there's three countries they're not in and one of them is China. It. I think it's just absolutely stitched up by those local players. I think the... the well, it's interesting the because... The economy there is very much like backing backing local businesses. And I think there's a lot of kind of... There's a huge amount of barrier for like politically, legally or stuff to launch in China. Yeah. Um, well, Iqui used to be partnered with Netflix. Oh, really? And then they... And then they uh, parked that agreement and it, it, it's expired. So Netflix is no longer a part of the streaming world in China. You're right. So, I, that's interesting. There's, it would be really interesting to cover this, I think, in the next episode and we look at, um, not next episode, there's a, when we talk about monetization, there's a, a whole range of like methods that these companies are using to, to generate revenue and it's not just the traditional you pay $15 a month vibe. It's, it goes so deep different. down the rabbit, the rabbit hole of just like, hey, I didn't know you could actually ever sell something like that. And they did. And people yeah. do. And especially coming off the back of Alibaba. I mean, if you've ever been on Alibaba.com, you know that it has everything you can think of, like door hinges, forks, luck. I don't know. I'm trying to look around the room like clocks. 
it's got everything you can think of. There's you can buy. Yeah. So Alibaba <laughs> has made Tencent, and Tencent is not only a streaming platform for video; it also has online games, audio. You can you can build kind of avatars and bits and pieces like that in there. So it's it's very different to what we know in the Western world. Like we kind of just turn on our streaming channel and watch the content. It's insane. Yeah. I like. I feel like Tencent isn't owned by A level. It is. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. You said that. What <laughs> it is? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> bloody questioning. Can't me. wait to be right. Um, well, <laughs> I'd sure like to all, see your reference and source. I'm sure in, they're like. I'm sure they're all interconnected in some way, right? Yeah. So. It sounds like, yes, there is like, you know, one and a half billion people there. If we can even just get like some of that, I feel like we'd do quite well. And, but it feels like it's quite hard to do that. <laughs> if we also look at, if, if we're basically trying to copy Netflix, you know, for our own streaming service, then I feel like they know a lot more than us. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit more. Like the next cap off the rank by population is India. And India, when you look at the press and the big US tech giants, then India is all the focus. And that because they've got a very similar size population, the economy is a bit more open. It, it, politically, it's a democracy. So there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot more kind of embracing of kind of global companies in there. Culturally, obviously, it's quite different from 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 the western world but there are some key similarities and there's a obviously huge english-speaking population in india yeah so it's a kind of almost when you think about it that way just on the surface it's quite a no-brainer let's go to india and obviously that's what netflix has done so reed hastings who's the the ceo of, of netflix he said i think at an investor call last year that the next 100 million subscribers are going to be coming from india yeah so you can tell Obviously, how important that region is for for that company for or growth, for, yeah. yeah, for growth and for for you know if you're if you're a shareholder of Netflix and you're going to be demanding that growth, and there's only so many subscriptions you can do, you know, to 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 US or you know, UK or Australia, or yeah. German or Austrian like well, um, yeah. people like so so the the population growth and the, the growth of that company is all going to be in, like, in something like India. And what's interesting about that is that they're going to, they're committing to, I think, invest about $400 million in Insane. content there, which might not be enough, you know? Who's going to want to make that work? <laughs> well, I feel like you're going to make a lot of things work with that kind of money. Um, yeah, so... That's like, that's only, that's a lot of our, like, that's like 40% of our budget to launch our own app. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck. Yeah, so we're going to have to, we're actually going to match or better that when we go to India for our strategy. Um, the biggest player in India at the moment and you know the the Netflix, <laughs> you know the kind Netflix of the video. Netflix off brand is is a company called Hotstar, and so Hotstar is just rebranded. They're now called Disney Plus Hotstar. Hello. What an amalgamation! Disney Hello. Plus is just trying to. Disney is in India, and by the way, Disney now owns the biggest streaming service or app in India. I wouldn't even know that. I like that happened. That's just recently, like in okay. the last uh, in the last month. So I think people know that. I didn't know that, certainly. And so when I was doing my research and seeing that, it's just like, holy shit. Like, the reason for that is because they just, Disney bought 21st Century Fox and um, that company owned Star, which is the kind of broadcaster that owns Hotstar. 
the reason why hot sales so big is they have a lot of the Indian Premier League rights, which is their cricket, their cricket competition. And cricket is obviously just the world over there, much like here in Australia. But yeah, they, they get a huge time users in that. So it's a, obviously a huge battleground that's occurring in India. And it's not obviously just on the video front. There's obviously a lot of other kind of US-based or, or global companies trying to try and get a foothold in there. But yeah, Hostel's like the key one there. There's obviously a whole kind of raft of other services that exist in India. And what's interesting is that, you know, Indian content, and also we'll talk about this in the next episode when we talk about content strategies by these companies, is that, you know, Indian content is, I think it was like 86% of Indians watch Indian-based content. Yeah, um, localized. So, yeah, so think about like Bollywood and stuff like that. Mm. It's a very diverse area. So there's different languages and different regions so there are different regions and languages within that. And um, what are those languages? Here's your weird okay, flex. <laughs> Tamil. One. Hindi. You've, you've got... Yeah, um, so they've almost got like mini populations within this huge population. Well, it's very diverse, I guess. Exactly. And then if you can then create content that's specific to that region or within that language, then you're going to have a lot more traction in that area. Yeah. So we'll go into that in a bit more depth in the next episode. But there's a few... The reason I brought it up was because there's a few different streaming services that have been made by the kind of local kind of CEOs that focus just on that language. So they're getting a lot of traction. So it's quite a, on the surface, it just seems like, cool, let's just throw our, the IA app in there and people watch it. No, it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a, a whole, there's a country within country. There's, there's like multiple countries within that one. Country. Yeah. So I thought that was like just fascinating. So I think original content is going to be worth like uh, $1.4 billion by 2024 is what they said. That's the prediction of how much new content is going to be produced to just answer that kind of call. So pretty intense. I think uh, the Boston Consulting Group, they had a report that I was reading um, and they were saying there's about 40 services in total in India. 40. And it will be worth about 4.6 billion US in the next like couple of years. So if you think about Netflix's total revenue, that represents like a quarter of their revenues coming from one country. Yeah. So you imagine how much focus that and how much that will grow in the future is that's why they want to be there. So, um, yeah, pretty important. Well, <laughs> well, I guess like, I guess next after India, looking at that number, the streaming market is worth about 3.1 billion Australian dollars, which I think we worked out that to be about 2.5 billion mm. USD. Yeah. So that's probably off the back of, India, we hit China. I mean, Japan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So if we're going by population and revenue. Yeah. I feel like you you also want to focus somewhere, like they're obviously focusing where there's infrastructure. Yeah. So you need to have like, you can't just release something and if no one has internet, then what's the point? So <laughs> yeah, no Japan is obviously well advanced in that area. And so that makes perfect sense in terms of population density and you know exactly exactly activity and i think at the moment netflix is only monopolizing or they have the market share of about 13 percent. so i feel like japan big population good revenue in streaming but netflix is the largest provider thought, but yet it's only 13 percent. i thought yahoo japan was massive like it's its own company right i don't know why you keep bringing up yahoo <laughs> netflix is the one netflix sure? yeah oh so I was thinking Japan might be an easy one to slip in their IA streaming service. Netflix has only got 13% of the market share. 
That leaves us 87% to go of that population that hasn't been hit yet with well, streaming. Who, who else has that? Like, if, it's, if Netflix has 13% market share, you've got Disney... I'm not sure it has Disney Plus. I don't, Disney Plus wasn't they in the top, but no. So the reason I brought that up is because they have... There's Tokyo Disney, which is the the theme park they have there. Yeah. So obviously there's like a <laughs> a big kind of demand for Disney content, I reckon, in that in that country. Yeah, um, you'd think. But you'd, then you want then there's also they want localized content. You'd imagine. Yeah, how, they literally like, they have. I don't know the number of streaming services services that Japan have, but they go as granular as Pokemon has its own streaming service and it's just got Pokemon shows on it. Like, Are you making that up? No, I'm not making that really? up. Are you really? Why would I make that up? Where would I get that from? It's but a good like, idea. That's... I was like, how can we make it up? Because we could just do that. <laughs> no, I didn't make it up. Wow. But yeah, so it's kind of like big dogs like Netflix, yeah. Amazon, Hulu, yeah. Yeah. and then 50 billion other small streaming services based on population. And it has, like, for example, for us, it would be kind of like, if Home and Away or Neighbours made their own streaming service Which and it's just had... people who don't live in Australia, what's Home and Away? Home and Away is a, a soap series that, have been, that has been going for about 25 years too long. Yeah. Big in the UK, actually. They love it. They do. They stream it. Yeah. But yeah, so it'd be kind of like that fast. Okay. That would be strange. Yeah. But, but I sense. guess they've got the population. Yeah, that makes sense. Like It's like economically, financially viable because mm. they have that population. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay, I think like, you know, if I wanted to launch this IA video app, but I think I'd still want to live in Australia. (laughs) So then we've got like right above us is one of the most populous country in the world. One of. Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. So if we launch in Indonesia then we can still hang out in Australia and, and then kind of do... Enjoy like, the five-star resort in Bali. Kuta. <laughs> we'll next stop, Kuta. Okay, so we're going to be... Uh, our <laughs> we're HQ. launching in Kuta. <laughs> our first satellite office would be in Bali. Yeah. I feel like that's very Well, Australian. that would make sense financially. Well, the... the <laughs> yeah, they've got about, what, 350 million or so people there. Yeah. So, so it makes sense. Like, it's, it's, when you look at the whole Southeast Asian region, it's just... It's the same story that we saw in India... We just talked about it. We didn't see it. We saw it. We read it. We, we talked about it. Yeah, we read it. We <laughs> <laughs> talked about it. But it is, it is very much, obviously, hugely diverse through all the different countries, and each each market is obviously so culturally different than the next one. Mm-hmm. And then the same story is playing out where you've got, obviously, a Netflix that had that initial first mover advantage, and it's just going rampant across the whole region. I keep thinking about your net Netflix example, like yeah. the well, Netflix of. Don't of, steal my idea, people. <laughs> the Netflix of Southeast Asia is iFlix. Yeah, which actually I've heard of iFlix. Well, in the press, it keeps being called like the Asian Netflix. It's like, yeah, that's very smart. Like, well done, journalists. Like, of course, no, but that is that's that's the dumb play. It's actually run by an Australian guy or a kind of duo of Australia that that launched that out. So I think like with any emerging market and so Southeast Asia is obviously going through a lot of rapid change and different varying rates across which country you're in. There's also a lot of challenges to launch a, a service there that, you know, involved that, you know, privacy, oh, sorry, privacy, piracy was quite prevalent or there's been varying, varying kind of, you know, internet connections throughout the, the, yeah. the regions, but they're doing really well there. I think um, MGM, you know, MGM, which is the, the big Hollywood studio in, in the US, yeah. they've actually invested in iFlix. So they've also cut a deal 
that was like, hey, we'll give you a licensing rights and, and they'll help propel that service forward, but we want to cut the revenue. So they've done that. And then there's also, it's paired up with the famous Vimond Media Solutions. Never heard of that. Neither did I. <laughs> it turns out that's in a Norwegian. Um, okay. It's in a Norwegian um, company that actually builds basically all the backend infrastructure of streaming services. Epic. So uh, this, I just feel like even though there's so many different streaming services in each country and you know each have launched in a different way and each have different content strategies, somewhat things are still intertwined. Like we almost need to make... I need to put this down on a big piece of paper and go, okay, Netflix is involved with iFlix, but do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd like, be really helpful. Yeah. If you can do that, <laughs> I, don't, I think that'll take me years. Well, it's, a big, it's like a big spider web of kind yeah. of like investment. So, and the reason for that, obviously, would be so that they could like, you know, hedge their bets almost. And leverage off each other. Yeah. Because you don't, as we said at the whole start of this episode, is that if you don't have, a, you know, if you, if you don't have content, you don't have a, a, a platform. So, yeah. so maybe the Hollywood studios know that and they're using that to their advantage but in, like more as we look at this and we'll also talk about next episode is that if you don't have local content then you've got nothing in that region yeah so that's I think that's fascinating there's also a few other um, uh, services in SEA there's a few coming out of Hong Kong and the like so we won't go too deep into that but there's obviously a ton ton of stuff going on okay so I think that was I think that should be a really good starting point for us i feel like sea is going huge india is like the holy grail for us but i think just in terms of geography we might have to focus on southeast asia yeah there's a lot of like flat coming in from hong kong for a company called viu so view which is doing really well in that in the region as well so and interestingly there's like kind of like the third tier netflix of sea got booted out of india just because they couldn't compete you think about these stream wars and you just, it, you, the first thing that comes to mind is how Netflix is battling Amazon Prime or how Disney is you know, battling um, yeah, kind of whatever ends, or yeah. Peacock. But you don't realize that around the globe, there are these other equally, not equally, but comparatively like massive streaming platforms and companies that are, that are trying to take over specific regions. So it, it's not going to be as simple as looking at how US's, US giants are competing. It's about how those giants would then compete in different things. I think the winner is always going to be based around how well you play with a local market in terms of working with local production teams or studios and things like that. Yeah, and I guess like it would be nice if we could piggyback off the back of iFlix. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> Back to the point, like our strategy around internet ads, streaming service, population, we know where we're going to go. Indonesia, India, Japan, Oz. We have to do Oz. Yeah, we, It'd be really mean to the local people here if we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with that. It seems like India is like the, the first cab of the rank in terms of just our first billion users. And no. we've basically gone dollars, population say. density, which is closest to Oz. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I think that's a solid strategy. And if you look at, like, the other companies around the world, say, like, Netflix, Disney, Amazon Prime, they're obviously doing that strategy of just looking at, okay, we've got the Western market, and they'll still always be fighting tooth and nail to get that market stitched up, and that will probably never end. But the quickest wins are the ones to just go, okay, there's that country. They, it all ticks all the right boxes in terms of infrastructure, population density. You know, if they're English speaking, that's fantastic. 
if they're not, then let's produce local content and let's just go hard at it. Yeah. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see how that plays out in the next like five, 10 years, even the next two years, it's going to be a crazy how much is going to grow. I think it'd be interesting to look at in the next episode, the audience consumption and demographics, yeah. almost, like 20 to 40, who'll be the kind of first movers in the Netflix, like what to watch streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to see what that looks I like. I mean, you can have the population, but you've got to have the right type of content for that as well. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. So I guess that's really it. So from us, like we're going to be focusing next episode on content production, audience behavior, audience behavior. Yeah. And kind of what that means for the streaming wars. So they'll be with you guys next week on Wednesday. Uh, if you guys, again, have any questions, just email them to us. Did you find a link in the description? And also visit our website. We'll then be uploading resources based on our conversation here. So Caitlin's going to map out exactly how all these are uh, interweaving. <laughs> yeah, good um, luck with that. No, we'll put the <laughs> references so you know exactly. Like we're not just saying 160 billion or whatever for no reason. But hopefully we can put a structure together for you guys so you can understand that how each streaming uh, platform works together, I guess, in this Basically where they're going. Yeah, yeah, where they're going and, and what's what's next for them. Um, and, and where internet ads would sit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <we> should, <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the like biggest, a Venn diagram. The internet biggest ads. one, yeah. <laughs> the, so internetads.org will have all those resources. So check that out and we'll, we'll see you next week. Cheers.